0: We have so many different hospitals uh, and with the different uh, requests Uh, in order to filter out and prioritize, uh, you know, we need uh, very accurate information. So the volunteers really did their due diligence to understand exactly, you know, what's happening
1: in in the hospital. Welcome to Plant-Based DFW with Dr. Riz and Maya. Dr. Riz and I interviewed Karen Wang about 10 days ago as we made another trip to pick up PPEs. This is the personal protective equipment from an organization called DFW Care. This is a local Chinese American organization which self-organized almost within 24 hours. Um, as part of a WeChat conversation that they had and they feared the devastation that could take place here in the Dallas area as the Coronavirus was spreading throughout the country. Karen Wang is part of the DFW care organization and works in the hospital assessment group. She has worked closely with Dr. Riz along with other physicians to assess their hospital needs. The organization has worked tirelessly since early March to support Dallas healthcare workers. The group will dismantle and kind of wrap up on Saturday, April 25th, since the Dallas area was fortunate enough not to see such a huge spike in the COVID-19 patients, Um, compared to other areas in the country. And we would like for you to hear their story and visit their website to show support and to thank them for their hard work. Uh, The website is www.dfwcare.org. And here is our interview. Welcome back to another episode of Plant Based DFW with Dr. Riz and Maya. And today I actually have Dr. Riz. Welcome, Dr. Riz.
2: Yeah, I don't get to participate on all of our uh, podcasts because I'm busy uh, at work sometimes. But fortunately, uh, and gratefully, I get to participate in this one, because this one is extremely important to me.
1: This episode is really part of a COVID-19 series. Anyway, let's talk about this organization called DFW Care. Uh, This is an operation that began as a simple conversation among friends and neighbors about what they could do to help uh, slow the spread of COVID-19 in the US, especially concerning the DFW area. The conversation quickly heated up when they learned that hospitals and medical personnel were running, running out of personal protective equipment, which is also called PPE. Recognizing the devastation that a short supply of PPE could cost, they decided to help local medical institutions prepare for the pandemic. They want to unite the community and raise money as well as PPE for the heroes who are providing emergency care and fighting COVID-19 for all of us today. Who we have today is actually Karen Wong, who is part of DFW care. Um, and we thank you so much, Karen. We know that you're very busy right now. You stay busy every day and uh, welcome to our show. How are you? Very good. Very good. Thank you so much for inviting me to this show. Thank you for being here.
2: Yeah, we're very excited to have you. I mean, as a physician, I really admire what you guys are doing. And I, I can't wait for you to explain it more so that we can get the word out and share this with other people. So uh, why don't you start by telling us about uh, a, a little bit about DFW Care, how it came about and what your role in DFW Care is.
0: DFW Care actually started uh, with uh, Dr. Fu Qing Liu, who's professor in the women's um, university. And she's, she had um, a friend circle with nurses um, around the country. And um, she's hearing people asking her, uh, talking about that running out of PPEs in their hospitals. And she's, she get concerned and she started talking to her friends. And then um, um March 17th, uh, that night, <laughs> we actually formed a uh, WeChat uh, group. We- WeChat is kind of like WhatsApp app in the... Uh, in the Chinese American world, so uh, we actually group group a bunch of people together on that night on March seventeenth. Uh, soon after, I think on the next day, we we came about uh, you know close to five hundred people in the group. Wow! So yeah, I was uh, you know kind of uh, running really fast because everybody is concerning about this. Um, uh, coronavirus. And because the Chinese people, uh, Chinese American has experienced our families and friends back in China experiencing, uh, you know, coronavirus in China. So we have been watching this for so long. And we've been seeing so many medical staff in China that was, you know, risking their lives and, you know, going to the front line and uh, fighting the diseases. So uh, a lot of people actually, uh, you know, passed away because of this. Uh, So we were very concerned about, you know, the medical staff in America, you know, when we encounter this here, you know, what's going to happen. So uh, we, a lot of people are very, very concerned. And so quickly, just within a day, we formed a core team with about seven committees that's in charge of financing, uh, fundraising, and um, uh, hospital assessments and connections, communications. And also um, we have the purchasing group, uh, and we have more of, you know, working with the public to, uh, um, medias to spread out the words. Mm-hmm. And we also have the team that's, uh, in charge of, uh, you know, um, published, uh, uh, sending out the materials once we have them. So we have uh, multiple, uh, groups just, uh, have the leaders set up, um, within one day.
2: Wow, that sounds like you, you basically set up a business in one day with all of the departments, you know, you got marketing, distribution, fundraising, organization, I mean, that's a, an, an amazing amount of work. And, and just to think, you know, literally, that was just a li- not even maybe three weeks ago that you guys got started. That's just amazing.
0: Yeah, thank you so much. And we, we did our best because we are we know we ran out of time, we're running against time, actually, right. yeah. to save lives, so uh, what we did is that, you know, we're especially the core team members running around the clock trying to get things, uh, you know, set up at the beginning. And then uh, within four days, we raised uh, $80,000 and then uh, sent the uh, first batch of PPEs to hospitals.
2: That's amazing. Oh, my
1: goodness. And where did that funding come from? Uh,
0: The funding actually coming from the community, um, you know, just from the WeChat, people uh, joining the WeChats, they are just pouring money in. And also one of the... uh, Volunteers in my group, which is um, the hospital assessment group, mm-hmm. she kind of see, she worked with Baylor Hospital uh, uh, series. Mm-hmm. So um, and she actually sees and sees the needs, and she kind of uh, uh, came up to me and say, you know, Karen, I I have a personal family uh, foundation that I would like to contribute to this effort because I I know you guys are doing great things and. And we are doing great things. So I would like to contribute fifty thousand dollars to this effort.
2: Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. yeah,
0: that's that's just the second day or third day, I don't remember, but you know, we got this uh, amazing founding and then we we immediately secured the local um, the local vendors to get the uh, PPEs put together and then the next day we we purchased uh, the PPEs and, and sent to the hospital. Wow yeah. so So I I think, you know, the it's the part of, you know, the concerns and part of the efforts, we see the needs and we see, you know, how much, um, you know, shortages out there that really needs help. So people just pour it in their hearts uh, into this effort.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, Karen, the core group that was founded, and you said it was through WeChat are the majority of the members located here in Dallas, and are they mainly Chinese American?
0: Yes, uh, they are uh, living in Dallas and they're mainly Chinese American.
1: Yes, I think that's just absolutely incredible that you guys managed to put together such a strong and organized uh, group.
0: We have uh, people from uh, different fields uh, with different expertise and bringing together uh, in a core team. And we have actually the people um, managing the uh, purchasing of the merchandise are actually the ones uh, helping buying stuff over f- to support the Wuhan at the time. So uh, when when, when uh, Wuhan was in um, you know was was in great need at the time. Mm-hmm. So they were the same people uh, that's helping us on our you know on our, our effort to pr- purchase the merchandise as well. They were not really you know expert at the beginning before you know, but <laughs> throughout. Uh, working for you know, getting the merchandise to Wuhan, they kind of learn all all the aspects, regulations, and different models. What they do, how can how they can help the uh, medical staff. You know, so they know the ins and outs of everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, became so, the experts.
2: So you were able to quickly assimilate them into your group, and and they had a certain level of expertise in procuring these things. Uh, which they'd already done for one region. So now now they can apply it for another region.
1: Exactly. Karen, I wanted to play a clip um, that really touched us. Dr. Riz and I sat down when we first learned about your group and heard an interview that Dr. Qing Liu gave, um, which then moved us to not only donate, but want to um, support you guys in in however we can, like, for example, with this podcast. So if we can listen to this clip real quick, it's just a couple of minutes.
3: So we are actually going to buy uh extra uh, 50,000 more supplies, even though we don't have the money yet, because we have a sense of urgency. And we get individual requests like this, you know, on a daily basis that so we have so many volunteer groups now. Now we have another extra volunteer group. They're making they're doing homemade masks. There are more than 100 people in that group and then there are ladies working until midnight and, you know, they show their pictures of masks they've sold and, um, I mean, they've made and they, they posted in the WeChat group and, and they are working also around the clock. So I'm, I'm just kind of overwhelmed, not only because of the sense of urgency, but also because of the dedication of the volunteers. So I want the, I I know the Chinese American community are super vigilant about this because of what's happened in China but I I really would like other groups you know other ethnic groups or the the mainstream the people to really know this is serious let's let's do something now to to make it um, less um not as bad as in New York you know we want to protect our uh Provider, healthcare providers and frontline uh, workers like firefighters and policemen, so let's do something.
1: You know, Karen, when we heard this, we were listening to the interview together, Dr. Riss and I, and we were really touched. Um, you can hear in Dr. Liu's voice, there's, like she said, a sense of urgency, but sort of very heavy hearted about. The devastation that has not only happened in China, but now the fear that this is going to happen in Dallas as well. Tell us more about that sense of urgency that you guys have.
0: Yes, uh, I, um, you know, when, when we heard that it's coming to New York, you know how the situation happens in New York, we know it's coming, you know, and uh, we know that, you know, in the next a couple of weeks might be very, very you know, uh, critical to us that, you know, if we don't protect our neighborhood, our, our city, we could, uh, end up in this, you know, devastating situation as well. So, you know, we, we already kind of, um, have the understanding of the, this social distance, um, regulations at the time, but, you know, um, lack of uh, PPE supplies all all across the board is very, very concerning to us. So, you know, after the first batch we sent to the hospitals and uh, we got flooding in uh, of requests coming to us and, and, you know, from the nurses and doctors, you know, saying that we're running out, we're asking to uh, wearing a mask for 10 days, you know, Stories like that really concerns us. Mm-hmm. So we worked around the clock, you know, getting the um, the PPEs from China, mm-hmm. and then we also working around clocks trying to understand, you know, the situation of the of the hospitals. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, like uh, Fuqing said, we also have ladies, you know, just working from home to to make the masks to help, uh, you know, providing. Uh, our uh, public with additional you know mask supplies. Mm-hmm. So we try everything we can just to save time and then to provide people enough uh, you know, I wouldn't say enough but uh, trying to provide as much we c- as we can um, to help um, our pr- uh, medical professionals and also to help the public mm-hmm. as well.
2: So I I will tell you from personal experience, of course, uh, I'm so grateful, you've helped our you've helped my my primary hospital Baylor Sunnyvale. uh, And uh, 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 for for those of you out there listening, uh, what they did is they asked us, uh, what is it that we need the most? Uh, And we can help they, you know, we helped prioritize, and they were able to provide us with uh, uh, with uh, personal protective equipment, which we were in low you know, low supply. Uh, and and kept us going, they, you know, and and that's just an amazing thing. So, you know, thank you, Karen. And thank you, DFW Care. What I, I understand that you've helped dozens of hospitals. Tell us about some of the other hospitals that you've uh, been participating with.
0: I think we, at the beginning, we work with uh, Baylor's system, uh, working with the sourcing department, and then we started to uh, receive more of uh, the requests from doctors and nurses, and then after talking to them, and then they go to talk to the, the hospital sourcing department or, or their department leads, uh, and to, you know, to mention our effort, and, and then you know if they would like to take our donations, so we kind of are going from, you know, cold calls at the beginning. Because at the beginning, uh, when I, you know, started uh, my group, which is the hospital assessment group, we have nothing to start with, actually. So I worked with a uh, public health professional to actually uh, checked out the database uh, that she can access to to find out the list of the hospitals that's in Dallas County. And... Uh, calling county which uh, which are the you know higher number which are the uh the counties that has a higher number of uh, um, confirmed cases at the time mm-hmm. so we started with those two, uh with a, a higher ranking of the the hospitals in those two counties and then we started uh, calling those hospitals of finding out from the internet their 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 calling number. And then we called the hospitals and started from there. So the first batch actually coming from the cold calls, which means, you know, we just uh, contacting the hospitals and see if they have any shortages. Yeah. And then we did receive, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the um, forms that they filled out with uh, the number of um, PPEs that they are really lacking of. So based on those numbers that we started our first purchase. And then later on, we started receiving, you know, uh, uh, calls and and, uh, uh, spreading of the concerns on Facebook and uh, next door. That's how we get it uh, more of the, you know, requests from uh, different angles.
1: Yes. And as a matter of fact, I was going to comment that that's exactly how we found out about you guys was through next door. an associate that knows you guys that uh, is probably part of the group was the one that posted the information. And I at first I thought this has got to be unreal. There's just no way that this group is just voluntarily putting all this stuff together. So I first ran it by my husband. And he said, really? Oh, okay, let's go ahead and apply and, and submit an application for some PPEs. Um, and then we finally visited your um, one of your centers where you're distributing the products and uh, the supplies. And it's just incredible how well organized you are and how uh, you are spreading the message and letting people know through social media and next
2: door as well. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I was uh, amazed and and touched. I mean, so if it wasn't for... Uh, someone from your organization posting to the next door app. And then if it wasn't for my wife, uh, who uh, monitors that app regularly, then she comes to me. So so, through that chain of events, my hospital and the staff at my hospital got to benefit from what it is that you guys are doing.
1: Um, Karen, I don't want to forget to mention Ram Union. Do you want to tell us about that other organization that you've partnered with? Uh, Ram Union USA is
0: a... um Volunteering, uh, non non profit organization uh, in America, and they um, formed just a, a few years ago. Um, they are just helping out uh, the communities and, uh, you know, um, say you know uh, putting their effort to to help out wherever they can. Uh, they are still um, they consider themselves <laughs> as still new to the community. Um, but in this effort, uh, when we uh, just formed on the first day, we're trying to, we are all volunteers, we don't have any organizations ourselves. So uh, we're, we're trying to see if we can find a nonprofit organization who can help us. And then uh, they come and join and became our core, core leaders as well. And um, the uh, president of Ram Union actually is a, a critical part of our core team. And he's, uh, you know, he and his, his staff helping us um collecting the donations and and publishing it on a daily basis this is amazing because I've been uh, experienced with other fundraising in the past uh, many times but this is the first time that I encounter some organization actually publishing their um, donations on a daily basis and then people seeing that you know they're their money are, is putting into a good use, in, and and uh, you know, recognized, and they are just pouring more money in to help out. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: that's great that you've been able to partner with them. It probably has furthered or helped your efforts to raise money for your for your cause.
0: Exactly, and and uh, you know, just recently, uh, I think last week, Ram Ramuni actually received uh, additional support. Uh, from, from China, uh, their, their uh, brothers uh, organization in China, they sent in more than 20,000 uh, masks to, uh, to here to in Dallas. Wow. So uh, Ram Uni was able to uh, distribute these uh, masks to um, uh, f- uh, fire, station, fire stations and also uh, police stations and elderly homes, nursing homes, I think they sent they sent out more than 15 of these uh, places.
1: Oh, that's amazing, especially right now when um, we do have some firefighters that have already been um, that already have COVID-19. I don't now. know about
2: the Dallas statistics, but certainly uh, uh, first responders in New York are at high risk.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And, and today I just got a um, friend telling me that um, a, a police officer got infected, and their whole family is in quarantine right now. And she's asking if we can provide uh, some uh, KN95 masks to them. And then we are just working through that today.
2: So, yeah. you know, we, we talked about the hospitals earlier, and uh, you've, you've actually benefited many, many hospitals, and of course, the staff of those hospitals. Uh, early on, uh, were you running into any kind of red tape and bureaucracy and getting and getting these things to them? And how did you work through that?
0: Yeah, at the beginning, you know, we, we as a organization that nobody heard of, you know, trying to reach out and help. Uh, and uh, some of the organizations uh, did not answer, but majority of uh, the um, hospitals did answer. And then we have to, we did have to work through the hoops to, in order to get the waivers signed and then to collect the right information um, from them. So we did go through many many calls and and texting and emailing, you know. So we have wonderful volunteers in our uh, hospital assessment group. They are very very patient and they're just working through uh, to you know. Uh, for one thing, to to let uh, the hospital understand what we're trying to do, uh, what we're trying to help. On the other hand, you know, just to um, understand exactly what the hospital needs, you know, because we have so many different hospitals uh, and with the different uh, requests. Uh, in order to filter out and prioritize, uh, you know, we need uh, very accurate information. So, the volunteers really did d- their due diligence to understand exactly you know what ha- what's happening in in the hospital currently what the situation is how you know like how many people really caring for the confirmed cases who and how many people are we can consider the second line uh, which are not co- directly inter- interacting with confirmed cases but they're kind of in a risk as well so we are you know, kind of understanding the, the exact situation and then prioritize accordingly because we have very limited PPEs. We want to put it into the, you know, the most critical places
2: Sure, you know, as, sure.
0: as much as possible. Yeah,
2: I can speak to a little bit of that from my experience of uh, being in the medical staff structure of my hospital. Uh, hospitals are often uh, burdened by a lot of administrative bureaucracy. Uh, and fortunately, uh, people are more receptive and more open during during this particular crisis and are looking for ways to, and pathways to, to make things happen faster and easier. So I, I think that's one thing that uh, I've seen. Uh, and then secondly, you know, in my own personal experience, when working with your organization and, and me working with our materials management people, we've critically looked at and said, we're, we're not going to be greedy. We're not going to just ask for everything. Uh, what we, you know, you've got, uh, you uh, gave us a list of things that we could, you, that you had as possible things to donate. And we looked at our supplies and said, well, we could use this and this and this, but we'll pass on these things because we would rather these go to someone else who needs those more uh, urgently than we do.
0: Yeah, Dr. Reese, we really appreciate this kind of help. Yes. And I, and we hear this uh from other hospitals as well. We really appreciate hospitals are concerning, you know, their their brother hospitals, you know, and just, uh, you know, sharing, one uh, share, is share, well, sharing the donations with others. So, and also referring other hospitals that's in need to us as well. So I, I see this kind of caring among hospital staff, and, and we really touched by that as well.
2: Uh, I, I work in an area where there's three different hospitals that are owned by three different companies. But they are working as a coalition to serve the community as a unified front, and I think that's just a, a wonderful thing.
0: you know, just going back to the topic I would like to mention, we did encounter some of the bureaucracies that the hospitals uh, just did not want to accept donations from uh you know from uh, communities, but asking their their staff to go find. The masks themselves. And I've, I found this very sad that, you know, um, they, they do not want to tra- take responsibilities and, and let the staff uh, to seek out for help. And, and that just, you know, I, I don't know what to say. But what I can do is just providing these Uh, medical staff directly, uh, the masks and, you know, uh, and the protections that we can provide. And they just, they can just sign the waivers themselves.
2: Yeah, that's a little bit of that red tape that still sticks around because a lot of these corporations uh, are afraid of the liability. Um, I can tell, you know, you talk about the face masks. um, uh, The face masks can't be used in my hospital, but there are other places that will take them and the community will and doctor's offices will and, uh, and nursing homes will, and especially now that they've uh, uh, finally admitted and, or said that everybody should be wearing a mask, uh, they are uh, everyone's much more open to it now.
0: And I think more and more hospitals that in shortages are open to our donations and, and that they are, you know, at the beginning there might be some suspicions, but once they seize the, um, the merchandise, that we uh, the PPEs we send to them, and then they, they see the quality that we provide, because we have uh, our ex- experts that's you know filtering out um, you, know, I think a, a 50, 60, maybe too close to 100. I, you know I don't have the exact numbers, but they have just so many suppliers coming to them, and providing the information, and then they have to filter out and find out the, you know, the more, um, I think, familiar channel. Uh, to To uh, provide uh, to to as our selected vendors to uh, to purchase from, mm-hmm. so yeah. they are very very um, picky on what kind of PPEs to choose to
1: choose right. from. Where do your supplies come from? Uh, majority of our supplies
0: are coming from China, and through the uh, channels that uh, you know we're familiar with. And uh, not only buying, uh, selecting the, mer- uh, the PPEs are difficult, but also, you know, uh, sending it through the, you know, um, the supply chain is very difficult as well because uh, we have some, uh, some PPEs to stay in, in, in a place could not get on a plane for a long time. Oh. So we also have situation that, you know, we have uh, merchandise, uh, stuck in in the custom for for several days still not coming out so fortunately we have very you know expert in the in the uh supply chain area that can help us through this uh hurdle so we can have our our material come in like in a few days
1: Let me ask you, Karen, what is uh, the greatest need that DFW care has right now? And how could our listeners and the public help with either volunteering or making financial donations?
0: At this point, I think we are we just um, broke even (laughs) uh, recently. And thank you for all the donations we received uh, recently at the beginning. uh, when you hear uh, Dr. Fuchin Liu uh, talking about that, we have 50,000 in death uh, when we just, you know, trying to get the, the PPEs in and now we're, we're debt free. And, uh, you know, as I talked to Dr. Reese today that, uh, you know, we're trying to buy additional PPEs from a local vendor so we can distribute them quickly and especially the you know the protective gowns and and uh you know like the uh gloves that were were we don't have uh any in stock currently Mm-hmm. So we're trying to get them in, and uh, thank you, Dr. Reese, for giving me the advice. You know, oh,
2: of course, anytime.
0: Uh, Much as we can, we sh- we can get can really help his staff, his staff, and and other hospitals. Mm-hmm. So that's really helpful.
2: The healthcare workers being on the front line are at particular risk, and if you look at some institutions, uh, they're saying that as many as 10% of the healthcare workers are becoming infected. Uh, and it's because they're not being protected well enough. And so you guys, what you guys are doing, you're flattening their curve. You're you're, you're, you're giving them supplies to protect them from getting uh, infected. And uh, hopefully we won't see those same numbers here in the Dallas area because mm-hmm. of the wonderful work that you guys are uh, participating in.
1: Definitely. And I also like that on your website, you mentioned you have another plan in case those PPDs are not in, in use are not as needed, um, here in the Dallas area. So you would donate those to other organizations if you found yourself not no longer needing them, right?
0: Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we actually have more help pouring in because you know, all the media coverage is about ours, our uh, effort and uh, we, we might receive more donations to us as um, you know PPE is coming to us and then we will definitely uh, distribute it uh, handing it over to other organizations to, to uh, distribute it to uh, our communities and you know helping more people.
2: So let me ask you two specific questions about how people can help number one is if people have products that they can donate to you Who do they contact?
0: We did receive a lot of, uh, you know, uh, donations from our community that, you know, people getting (laughs) their families and friends, sending the the masks to them, you know, concerning them. And then, and then they said, I don't need this much. I can donate to other people that they can use. So uh, currently the donations uh, are scattered and, uh, um, Actually, distribute it uh, among ourselves, you know, to others, uh, to neighbors uh, that doesn't have any masks, you know, situation like that. But I would suggest, you know, uh, going forward, if we can, to directly donate to to the to the hospitals or to the areas that have donation boxes. Okay. That you know, so I I think the meat what the media can help is that, you know, publish that, those locations, and then, you know, people knows where to go to donate their uh, extra uh, materials that they, they wanna help out.
2: Okay, and then the second one is specifically uh, for financial donations, uh, and, and I already know the answer to this because Maya and I went ahead and made a little donation, but uh, can, you tell our, can you tell our crowd uh, where they can go to make financial donations?
0: Yeah, uh, they can uh, go to www.dfwcare.org and we have a donation manual where you can go click and uh, go there and see which way you prefer to donate. We have different ways of uh, PayPal or QuickPay or GoFund, uh, those kind of different uh, methods to donate.
2: Yeah, wonderful, wonderful. And what I would encourage you know, what I did is uh, I also shared it uh, on my Facebook page and my timeline and I sent it out to lots of my friends, uh, some of whom I'll have already donated too, and I'm grateful to them for having done so. So for our, for, for our audience, uh, I encourage you to go and uh, give a donation. No amount is too small mm-hmm. uh, and, then, and then use your social media to share this because we know the power of social media and how mm-hmm. quickly we can spread a message from just you know one little uh, you know one little, one person and suddenly 10,000 people or 20,000 or 50,000 people will know about this and that can make a a a, a big difference
0: that's great uh, Dr. Reese. and also i would like to mention in our website www.dfwcare.org, we also have a place for people to send in the requests if you hear your friends and families or even yourself uh, in your workplace in your hospital that you're running out of uh, PPEs please go in there and fill out the information we we are looking at that uh, we have volunteers looking at that daily and we're figuring out information contacting uh, people to understand their concerns and then we send to different groups to take care of them so please go in there and submit your request uh, for your friends and family
1: Okay, wonderful. I mean, what you guys are doing for the community is, is a blessing. Uh, how are you managing this? Are you taking care of yourself? Are you getting enough sleep?
0: Yeah, I am actually a, uh, uh, you know, hard person doing uh, a lot of stuff normally. So I'm used to this uh, kind of working hard. Okay. And, uh, you know, luckily that you know, I'm currently I got laid off, and uh, I'm kind of taking a break myself. And uh, taking time with my uh, high school high school daughter, uh, which who's gonna go to college this year, so uh, taking time with her and my mom's visiting from China as well. So we're kind of taking time to have a family time together. But this came along, so I kind of put that to, uh, on the side to just focusing on get this uh, get this going. So I kind of uh, this is my full time job right now. <laughs> And more than full time, I guess, (laughs) you know, working besides uh, sleeping, I'm working all day long uh, just to coordinating with uh, core teams and also my team and and others and, you know, and helping wherever I can because we're really running against time. So I don't have the luxury of time uh, for my own family, but, you know, I, I know what I'm doing is meaningful
1: and saving lives.
2: Well, yeah, well, I can't think of a more admirable way for someone who got laid off to, to spend their time. So I thank you for that.
1: You're really focusing your energy towards the sense of purpose of being productive and, and like you said, saving lives. But thank you so much for all of this that you're doing and, and for taking the time to even speak with us because I know you stay busy on a daily basis. And, um and how just one last question, how are your volunteers staying safe? Uh, our volunteers are mostly
0: uh you know, kind of working from home, except the volunteers that's actually interacting, uh, sending the goods, uh, PPEs to hospitals or, you know, helping out the pick, picking up uh, of, the ho- of the PPEs. Mm-hmm. So they, um, they are actually uh, preparing uh, the masks and protections themselves. They, they don't even want to use our donations because they know our donations goes to the medical staff. So they they just bring it from their home. And I also want to mention a lot of the volunteers are working, you know, and working still, you know, working from home, a full time job, yes, full time job, and plus doing this. So, you know, they're just uh, amazing. <laughs> so I'm kind of, you know, even though I'm using my own time to do this, but they're they're using their, uh, you know, their spare time any of their spare time for this effort
2: karen thank you so much we've enjoyed speaking with you and and uh, also i've enjoyed working with you guys and i know that i'll continue to work with you uh and uh reach out for uh, any of our hospital needs and then again if i can be of service to you guys you you have my number and you know how to reach me so again thank you so much
1: Yes, and thank you to our listeners. If if you know, we've given you the information, we'll include the link in the description as well if you'd like to help or volunteer um, in any way that you can. And today we were speaking with Karen Wong, that's W A N G, and she is with dfwcare.org. Thanks for listening to this podcast.
2: Okay, Karen. Yeah. I'll thank talk you. to you soon. Take care.
1: Bye bye. Take care. Bye bye. Been listening to the Plant Based DFW podcast show. If you like our content, please like, share, and leave a review. Our goal is to provide quality episodes to help support the community.